Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with Proclaiming the Word of God. Today we want to be coming to you and we want to bring a brief word from the Lord. And we're going to be coming out of the book of Ruth. And we're going to start at that second chapter of Ruth. Here we see the story of two women that have found themselves in a situation in life by no uh, wrongdoing of their own. We find that in this story in the Bible, in chapter 2 of Ruth, there is a lady who is named Naomi and her daughter-in-law, Ruth. Naomi and Ruth find themselves both widowers and have come from the land of Moab and have moved back into Israel. Naomi is the mother-in-law, Ruth is the daughter-in-law, and Naomi is somewhat bitter and finds herself perplexed as to how she could be in this situation. But the daughter-in-law named Ruth has come back with her. She is a Moabitess, and she's come back to take care of her mother-in-law. And she is determined in herself that wherever Naomi goes, that is where she's going to go. That whoever Naomi's God is, that is the God that she is going to serve. So anytime that we make a such a commitment and the commitment that Ruth had made to Naomi really it it stemmed from her being married to Naomi's son but the love was so deep and the love that had been shown between them was so deep that Ruth decided that she was going to stay with her mother-in-law and serve her and take care of her. She said and made up in her mind that nothing but death would separate her from Naomi. So when you've got such a strong commitment as that, there has to be a great love that is there amongst two individuals that can have such a bond. So we look at this story that we are going to talk about. We look at the story because it is the love of God that is going to take care of both of these women. There is a mutual love between them, but there is the providence of God that whenever somebody is in a desperate situation, God is going to intervene. God is going to step in. God is going to come and take care of anyone who finds themselves in a predicament. Even predicaments where it's of no fault of our own. And even God steps in and takes care of us even when it is predicaments that have been caused by actions that we take. The Bible tells us that God is our Heavenly Father and that He wants to take care of us. That was the principle and the premise that Jesus came and He shared with 
those who would listen to him about the kingdom of God, about the kingdom of heaven, and that we have a heavenly father, that we have access to our father through him. So in today's time, we know that God is there to watch over us and to see us just like he saw these women in the Old Testament in the book of Ruth. So let's read at our scripture. And we're going to start reading at Ruth chapter 2, and we're going to start at that eighth verse. And it reads like this. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shown to me all that thou hast done, thy mother-in-law done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given to thee of the Lord of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. And from these passages of scriptures, we're going to be talking about the providence of God over you. The providence of God over you. Hallelujah. The providence of God over you. We find that in our lives today, there is so much going on in the world from pandemics to shortages of food to rising gas prices to job losses. And now we have the war that is going on over in the Ukraine. So the question is, in the midst of everything, in the midst of all the chaos in the world, in the midst of just having to live our everyday lives, to be able to make it, sometimes we ask, Lord, what do I do? There is only so much that we as human beings can do, especially as one person. But when we work together, we can get more accomplished. But when we work together, 
and we yield to God, the chances of our outcomes are better. We are grateful to God because God loves us. And the purpose of Jesus coming, pretty much like the story that is here in the book of Ruth, that we'll see that there is a near kinsman that is going to come into play into this saga that is going on with Ruth and Naomi. God sent Jesus to redeem everyone who wants to come to know him. God sent Jesus to die on that cross to shed his blood, a blood covenant, to shed his blood for the remission of our sins so that we could come into right standing with the Father. So God was sending Jesus to put things back right with us. In this illustration, we see that God is going to move in such a way in the life of Ruth and Naomi that there's going to be a kinsman redeemer who would come and who would help, who would eventually marry Ruth and get them out of the situation that they find themselves in. There is a providence of God that when his children get in trouble, when the sons and the daughters of the Most High God find themselves in a situation where they don't know what to do and are doing the best that they can, there is the providence of God that God is going to watch over you. I remember that in the times of raising my daughter, that my favorite scripture was that of Psalms 121. And that psalm says that I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. It says all my help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. So in struggle, in times that Naomi and Ruth found themselves in, and in times that you and I find ourselves in. It behooves us to stop and to look up at our God. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills because I'm looking and I'm seeking an answer from my Heavenly Father, from which comes my help. All my help comes from the Lord. Sometimes in life, so many things go on that we may not have an earthly person that we can depend on. Everybody doesn't have that support. But the promise that you do have is that you have a heavenly father if you will just turn to him. Even, and I stop by to tell you, even when you don't turn to God, God is still watching out for you. But the best outcomes in life come to when we are in fellowship and connection with him because God wants us to be able to live the best life that we can live. God wants to be able to 
to run and to just give you his favor because you are his obedient children. So we see here in the book of Ruth that here it is that both these women both now are widows and they are back in Israel, back in Bethlehem. So we see that Ruth and Naomi find themselves in a situation. And so Ruth says to her mother-in-law that in, in Ruth chapter 2, she finds, she says, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. So she's already knowing that she's going to go somewhere into a field. And what I find right here with this passage of scripture is that I can see the Bible doesn't emphatically say a lot of things about Naomi and her turning to God, but you can see glimmers of hope in her because she says, let me now go into the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I'm, I shall find grace. So she's already knowing that if she goes to the field, that God is going to make a way. And whether she claims that it's God, she knows that a way is going to be made for her and that somebody's going to give her favor. That's a word for somebody out there right now who's looking for a job. You got to believe that when you go out and you look, that somebody is going to have grace upon you and then go with that level of expectancy. I expect my God to show me favor. I expect my God to open doors for me. So she was going out and she was going to do that which she knew that she had to do. There was no husbands to take care of them, so they had to take care of themselves. Naomi was elderly and so Ruth was young and knew that it was her responsibility that she had taken on of herself to continue to take care of herself and her mother-in-law. So she makes this decision to go out into the field and to glean, knowing that she would be able to find grace in somebody's sight. The mother-in-law tells her to go, and she says, my daughter, go, my daughter. She doesn't say, go, my daughter-in-law, because this bond is greater than law. This bond is a law that is in the heart. When you love somebody, you sacrifice. When you love somebody, you give them and you show forth them the love as though it's this, this, this between the two was by law, but this between the two was by heart. This was a heartfelt covenant between these two women that one is going to cling to the other and help her along the way. The one is going to cling to the other and be more of a protection. One is going to be an educator. Both are going to cover each other in this bond that they have in love. So Naomi is waiting at the house and Ruth is going out to glean in the field. And so she went and she came and Ruth actually comes and she speaks to the man who is the head over the reapers. 
And she came and she gleaned in a field after the reapers. And it just happened. Hap, the Bible says in verse 3, that she was to light on part of the field belonging unto Boaz. Now, Boaz, in the Bible, it declares that in, in Ruth chapter 2, verse number 1, that there was a kinsman that was a kinsman to Naomi's husband, and this was Boaz. The Bible says that it just happened. It just happened is what it says. That means it just happened that she came upon the field, the part of the field that belonged to Boaz. So I stopped by to tell you, some people call this coincidence. So, and it says here, it just happened. Hap. So that means it just happened. It just happened. Some people said, like I said, coincidence. But I say providence. It is the providence of God that she thought in her mind to go into the field. It is the providence of God that he directed her feet to the place where she should go in that part of the field that belonged to Boaz, the kinsman redeemer. It just happened that she came in and she is going to talk to the man who is the, the one who is the head of the reapers, the one who works in the field. And so it is that she's working now in the field of the part of the field that belonged to Boaz, a mighty man of wealth who was in the family of Elimelech. And she happened to walk into that part of his field. I heard a preacher say and preach a sermon one time and he said, nothing just happens. He says, nothing just happens. I think that was the name of a sermon that Bishop T.D. Jakes preached. I think that was his sermon. But she finds herself in this field, and it is the field of the kinsman redeemer. She doesn't know that it's the kinsman redeemer, but she made a covenant when she said, your God will be my God. When she spoke that to Naomi, God heard the words that she said, your God will be my God. She was turning from the Moabite gods and she was turning to the God Almighty. And that went up to her and that went up from her mouth into God's ears and God heard, she says that I want your God to be my God. And when God heard that, don't you know that that caused favor to hit her life? So she said, let me just go into the fields. And she spoke this thing out. And let me go into the fields. And that I might glean at the one that's going to show me grace. So we got to go forward and know that God is making a way for us. That the providence of God will lead us to where we need to be. That the providence of God in these times will cause us to meet the people that we need to meet in our life. That the providence of God will lead us to where we need to be on a certain day at a particular time. That the providence of God will cause us when we are unemployed to find the employer that needs just what we got. That the providence of God is going to lead us to new friendships and new relationships that will be 
be beneficial, beneficial and mutual to each other because God cares for you. God cares for you. And God is going to watch over you. If we were in a church, I would tell you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God is going to watch out for you. He cares about you. We are his children. We are his sons and his daughters. We are the righteousness of God. We are the blood-bought and the redeemed. And so God is going to watch out for us. So it just happened. The Bible says it's just happened that she lighted on the part of the field belonging to Boaz. So the providence of God. One, she goes to the field. Two, she meets the man who's over the reapers. And then the Bible says in chapter 2 of Ruth, in that fourth verse, and behold, so and behold, so it's adding to the story. And behold, so that means just look, look at God. Just look and behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, hallelujah, and said unto the reapers, the Lord be with you. So this is showing that Boaz got respect for those who reap for him. And then the response to them, to Boaz, is this, the Lord bless thee. So that shows you that just as there is relationship between uh, Naomi and Ruth, there is a good relationship between Boaz and those who work for him, his reapers. And then said Boaz unto his servants. So he's already spoken to his servants. And now, just so how he sees the reapers. He sees amongst the reapers, he sees Ruth. And we call this the providence of God. So it happened that on this particular day, that Boaz comes to the field at the exact timing of God that he happened to see the damsel. And he says, whose damsel is this? The reaper, the person who is over the reapers, he says unto Boaz, and he explains that this is the Moabitess damsel that came with Naomi out of the country of Moab. So he tells the story of what happened. So Boaz, he's able to hear. And he says that she asked, she said, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. And the one who's over the reapers, he says, so she comes and she's continued all day, even from the morning until now. And she didn't tarry but just a little while in the house. So he's saying she's, she's been working hard all day. Don't you know that with you and with I, that God is going to tell somebody about your story. You may be going through something right now that you cry about, or you may be going through something right now that you don't even know what you're going to do. God is going to 
cause favor to come to your name. Somebody is going to show you this grace and this mercy that you need. And God is going to let somebody hear your story. God is going to let somebody hear how you sacrifice and the things that you have done to survive. God is going to watch over you. The providence of God will lead you to where you need to be. But you got to have your trust in him. Your trust has to be in God. Trust in the Lord and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So my way may be hard, you say. But yet and still, let this be out of your mouth that you are still my God. My way may be difficult, but Lord, I'm going to trust you in these circumstances. Oh Lord, I know that God, when I'm on the mountain, God, you are there. But God, I also know that when I'm down in the valley, God, you are right there with me. So the Bible is setting her up. The Bible, God is moving things and shifting things and the weapon that was formed against them yes it was formed but it's not going to prosper so we got to know that for ourselves yes a weapon may come against you sickness may come hard times may come struggles may come but we trust in God that we got the God who will help us in the struggle we got the God who will help us fight this battle. We got the God who is on our side. And when we got God on our side, we win. When we got God opening up doors for us, we win. Yeah, you may have to cry sometimes. And yes, in life, your heart will be broken. And yes, you will have to heal because Naomi has a broken heart and she needs to heal because she even wanted them to call her Mara. That means that she wanted to be called Mara because she's so broken. She feels that she went out full, but she came back empty. She is bitter. The Almighty have dealt very bitterly with me. It's the way Naomi viewed her life. But here it is that Ruth is going to believe that the God who took care of them over in Moab is the same God that will take care of them now. It doesn't talk much about the relationship of, of Ruth and, and God. But yet and still you can see that Ruth is knowing God by her actions. That she's moving in the realm of believing that there is a God over Israel, believing that there is a God that will take care of her and Naomi. So she said, let me move, let me go forward. And so I'm saying to you, move and go forward. I'm saying to you to dust yourself up, off, pick yourself up, get yourself together, and let's move forward. Because the God of providence is watching over us. The God of providence is going to lead us in the right direction. The God of providence is guiding our footsteps. The God of providence is opening doors that you can't see open right now. But the God of providence is opening doors for you to walk through and setting you up for a blessing to come to your life. Trouble don't last always, 
Oh, trouble don't last always. And we got to believe that trouble don't last always. Uh, God's got a breakthrough coming for somebody. Somebody out there who's listening to me, who's been crying and who's been bitter. God's got a breakthrough that's coming your way. Just get up, clean yourself up off and get moving and say, God, I trust you. God, I know you're going to lead me. God, I know you're going to guide me on my way. So she's identified to Boaz who, it's been identified to Boaz who she is. She's the Moabitess who's been taking care of Naomi since they came up out of Moab. And so she's a hard worker. And so Boaz says unto Ruth, the favor she's about to get from him. God is going to grant you favor from somebody. Know that the God who is watches over Israel, the creator of the universe, he cares about you and I. Boaz says unto Ruth in that eighth verse of Ruth chapter 2, he says, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from here, but abide here, fast by my maidens. So he's positioning her. He's telling her where to stay. Stay in my field. Because God's providence is about to change this situation. God's providence is going to change your life and change your world. It may look one way today, but God can change stuff instantaneously. Hallelujah. We just got to trust in Almighty God. Oh, yes, sir. We got to trust in the Almighty God who lifts us up. Hallelujah. And he got a breakthrough and a blessing that's waiting on us. So he's been, he's positioning her and telling her, stay right here. Don't you go nowhere. Oh, you got to stay right here with God. And don't you go nowhere. Dope can't fix it for you. With illegal ways of trying to get ways to take care of yourself. It can't fix it for you. Your sugar daddy can't fix it for you. Selling reefers and dope can't fix it for you. God's got a plan for your life. He's positioning her. And God will position you. The position that you got to have is one that is on your knees. That is the posture. Your position is, is in prayer. You remain with God and you say, for God I live and for God I die. You are my God and I will trust in you. Hallelujah. I will trust in you, God. I will trust you, God. I will walk with you. I know my God is going to make a way somehow. Oh, Lord, I know you're going to brought me through trials and tribulations. And I know, God, that if you brought me through then, God, hallelujah, God, I know you'll bring me through now. 
Oh, I know, God, that in the midnight hours you see me, God. Oh, Lord, when I don't know what to do, God, I got a God who knows what to do. So, God, I thank you for the victory, and I thank you, God, for the harvest. I thank you, Lord, for the breakthroughs that you're going to bring my way. I thank you, God, because I am able to get up and walk. I thank you, God, because I got the activities of my limbs. I thank you, God, because you're doing great things for me. And that's how we got to see God, that he's bringing us out. Boaz, he says to Ruth, he says, let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face because she sees that something's happening here. God is making a way for her. Ah, uh, here it is, this man, this wealthy man, whom she doesn't even know him yet by name. But he's given her favor and he's given her kindness. Here it is that this Moabitess is here in the land of Israel and he is showing her favor. And so I imagine that even though she said, your God will be my God to Naomi, even though she's taking care of Naomi because she is a Moabitess. Everybody didn't have to give her grace and didn't have to give her favor because the Moabites served idol gods. And so she said, why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger, seeing I am a Moabite. And this is what Boaz says. Sometimes we wonder, why you gonna notice me? Look at who I am. Sometimes we think that people only notice you if you're beautiful. Sometimes we think that people only notice you if you are wealthy. Sometimes we think that people only notice you if you got fine clothes and a fancy car, or you got a high prestigious position. That is how we can feel. But God, he looks at those base things. God looks at things that are rejected. These are the people that God looks on. I'm not saying that God doesn't favor rich people because sometimes rich people are rich because they do do good things for God. But God also, some people are rich because God is allowing them to have this time of grace and hopes that they will get it together. But God still, he, he blesses people that don't serve him. He allows them to be blessed. That is our God. But it is the desire of God that we all would come into relationship with him to be born again, to accept Jesus as our personal savior, knowing that through the blood covenant of Jesus, that he washes our sins away, that he cleanses us from unrighteousness and that we have access to the father. So she wants to know why is it that you found, you found, I found grace in your sight, in your eyes. Why is it that you're being good to me? 
God's got somebody who's good to you right now, and that is Jesus Christ. Some of you may have earthly people that are good to you right now, and if you do, thank God for them. But if there is nobody else out here who is good to you, Jesus Christ loves you. Our God loves you. Hallelujah. And God wants to be good to you. Her heart is melted. Inside, she's thinking, why have I found grace in thine eyes? But she said, and she didn't even know it. She was, she was prophesying what she was going to find in the first place. When she said, let me go and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. So she had spoken over her life. She met the, 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 the uh, person who was over the reapers. That was the first person who gave her grace. God gave her grace as the heavenly father. And now Boaz is giving her grace. She spoke this out of her mouth. Let me find grace. Let me go to the field of the person where I can find grace. Amen. So may you go where God sends you and you find grace. Prophesy it over your life that I'm going to go where God leads me. I'm not always going to be in this situation. And I am going to find grace. He says to her, It hath fully been shown unto me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband. God's going to tell somebody about your story. You keep doing good. You keep on praising God. You keep on pressing and you keep on pushing. And you have an anyhow kind of faith. I might have gone through that. Or I might have this situation. But anyhow, I'm going to keep on serving God. Because I know God is going to open the doors for me somehow, some way. He says that, And how thou hast left thy father and thy mother, and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. How you talk about how you know that you've turned from your wicked ways. You've turned to God. You may not have it all together, but you know that you are trying to serve God. And God is looking down on the choices that you are making. And it is one day right after the other, one step right after the other. And God is watching out for you. Just don't give up because the, the God of providence is watching over you. Amen. So we find that she is there and she's wanting to know why. And he spoke it to her because I've heard of what you've done. And I've heard of how you've turned to the living God. And he says, the Lord recompense thy work. So whatever you do for God, may he bless you. You're not saved by your works, but when you work and you, you put your faith in action, God sees the work that you're doing for him. May God give you recompense for your work. He says, the Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given to thee of the Lord. All of our blessings come from the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalms 121, as I said, my help comes from the Lord, which made the heaven and the earth. 
so I know that God is going to bless me. And if I was there with you, I tell you to say, God, I know you're going to bless me. God, in the midst of all of this, I know that I'm going to get a blessing out of this. He says, then she said, and I'm in that 13th verse, let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me and thou hast spoken friendly unto thy handmaid. So it was in his heart to do good for her. He, he fixed it so that she could eat with them. He fixed it with the reapers so that they would let her reap in the fields. He fixed it so that even if she wanted to pull from the stuff that they had gotten, they couldn't, couldn't, didn't, weren't to say anything to her. He fixed it for her, that they would drop some corn along the way. The Bible says that she gathered and she worked in the fields and she gathered enough that she had, it says that she had an ephah of barley which comes in our terms, it would be like eight gallons. If you were to talk about milk gallons, she had eight gallons of milk. There was a lot to glean in a day. She goes and from reaping, she goes home and she's eaten because he also gave her food to eat while she was there. She took home that that she had gleaned that day and she took home some food that she had she didn't eat because she was fully satisfied. She brought it home to Naomi. Naomi wanted to know where she had gleaned that day. And she told him that she had gleaned in the field of Boaz. And then Ruth, Naomi told Ruth this was a kinsman of theirs. And so it was that Ruth is set up now by the providence of God that she's landed in a good field. She's going to be taken care of because Boaz is now on the scene. And this is how God will work in your and my life. I'm not going to tell you all of the story because I'm taking this bit by bit. But God, the providence of God is over you. I want you to know, and I'm getting ready to wrap this up, that our God is faithful. I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that when you go to bed at night and if you cry about how hard things are for you, God sees your tears. I want you to know that, and I'm preaching today to people who are going through a hard time, that it is not always going to be like this. Hallelujah. It is not always going to be like this. Ah, you need to hear it because it needs to get in your heart. It will not always be like this. Hallelujah. God is going to make a way for you. I stopped by to tell you that God is going to make a way for you. God is going to make the things that are crooked straight. God is going to open doors for you. The Lord is your provision. 
Hallelujah. He is your way maker. He is your battle axe in a time of trouble. He is your great Jehovah. He is what you need. God is your peace. God is your comforter. God is the lifter up of your head. God is the almighty God who's got you under the shadow of his wings. You rest in comfort and know that God is watching out for you. The providence of God is over your life. God hasn't forgotten you. So you dry your tears. You pick yourself up. You raise your eyes up and you look up. God's got your back and he's going to make a way for you. Don't you give up and don't you quit. Don't you give up and don't you quit. The providence of God is watching out for you. Just listen at the voice of God. Follow what God is telling you to do. And God is going to lead you out of the life that you have where you feel that things have got to change. When you feel that you've taken all that you can, the Lord is right there with you and he's reaching his hand down to you. He's saying, I'm right here with you. I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And I got you. I got you. I got you. Be encouraged today. The God, the providence of God is over you. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. This has been the word of the Lord for today. And I just want to say a quick prayer over you. Father God, we thank you for those who listen to this word today. And we glorify your name. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we are going to trust in you in every situation. And, God, we know that if we trust in you, God, that it's going to be all right. And for those of you out there who don't know the Lord and want to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, want to get to know God, we're going to pray this prayer. Father God, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on Calvary's cross and shed his blood for the remission of my sins. By his blood, I'm asking you to wash my sins away. And God, I believe that he is the Son of God, and I want him to come into my life and be my personal Savior. And if you have confessed that, then you are saved. I encourage you to go and join with a church family, if you can find one in the pandemic. Um, and get into a fellowship with believers. And I also invite you to listen to my podcast. Amen. And that I give you the word of God as God gives it to me. I by no means am perfect, but I am perfect. You are perfect. Amen. We may be have, have like things that sometimes still People would consider us to not be all together or whatever or make mistakes or errors. But in the eyes of God, we are perfect in his eyes because the blood of Jesus, it cleanses us from our sins. And we keep growing and we keep moving and we keep trying to serve God. 
and we keep serving God by walking just like him. Amen. So we're, we're growing in grace and we're growing grace together. So I love you. And until we meet again, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie saying be blessed and bye-bye.